Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. So, we're going to be talking about coffee, coffee, Java, the elixir. Um, and I'm going to be describing, you know, my history with coffee and, you know, kind of how I got involved with the morning routine. Um, and then I'm going to also explain a few tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. So if you're an at-home brewer, if you're an at-home uh, coffee maker, if you're a do-it-yourself person, then this is going to be great for you. And maybe it's info that you already know, um, but maybe not. So as I like to do, I'm going to give a, a history lesson or a backstory on my coffee intake. So when I was, I want to say one year out of high school, so I would have been 18 going on 19, um, I was getting into landscaping and I was waking up early, driving, you know, probably 45 minutes, I'd say, north to where my clients were. And I would wake up go to the local um, gas station where they had like breakfast food. So I'd get some biscuits and gravy and I'd get a fountain drink, usually just a Coke. And I would do that, you know, day in and day out. And one day my mom was like, yeah, that soda is not good for you. You should definitely not be having that in the morning. You should have coffee. And I'm like, I don't drink coffee. Why would I have that? And she said, well, you know, you'll get a whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she said, watch your dad. Go go check out what he does because he makes a cup of coffee every day. Um, so I'm like, okay. So one morning I before work, I was like, all right, let's let's see what this guy's doing. So he made me a cup of coffee and I drank it, and that was the beginning of my coffee obsession. So, quickly went from soda in the morning, which terrible, to coffee in the morning. And, you know, little by little, you start to learn different tricks. You learn things that work for you, don't work for you. We were pretty big on... Um, espresso at the time. So we had a little espresso machine and we, you know, uh, put the coffee in there, make the espresso shots and then do like a cup of milk in the microwave to get it steamed up and then pour that in your cup, put some sugar, good to go. So I did that for a long time. Um, and then it wasn't until I started getting into creamers like hazelnut and, you know, um, uh, the coffee mate stuff. I got, I started getting into, into those kind of creamers. It wasn't until I got into those that I really started to question what I'm adding to the coffee because I started noticing that I, it was almost like I became not allergic, but I just started noticing I wasn't optimal after drinking a cup of coffee with creamer. So it wasn't until probably a few months after I started noticing this 
that my dad came to me and he's like, he's like, Hey, I just, uh, read this article and it said that drinking straight coffee, black coffee is, um, a way to boost your metabolism. And at the time I was getting into health and my dad was overcoming his stroke. And so we were, we were working on, on fitness and health and eating right. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try it because I, you know, like I said, I was coming off of not liking creamer in my coffee. And prior to that, I was not liking milk in my coffee. So um, we had an espresso machine. I bought like, um, I think it was like a $400 machine. So it wasn't a cheap one and it wasn't a super expensive one, but it was right in the middle and it produced a really nice espresso shot. And that's when I learned what crema is. Crema is this um, thick layer that sits on top of your cup of coffee. Um, and it kind of looks like you put some kind of creamy butter in there or something, caramel butter. Um, and that's the, that's a sign of a really good espresso machine. So I had been you know, drinking espresso shots with creamer or milk for years. And I decided I'm going to start doing black coffee. So, um, and the, the rule is the trick is you can't add anything to it. So you got to just go straight black coffee. So I made, you know, probably like a triple shot of espresso. I would do more like a, um, Americana, um, if you don't know the backstory on Americanas, it's pretty interesting. So if you don't know, there is a drink called an Americana and you would, you would mistake it for an espresso shot, but it's not. So here's what happened when the GIs were overseas, um, during the war, um, they would go to these baristas and they would say, I want, um, an espresso shot. And they would, or not espresso shot, they would say they want black coffee. And the baristas would make them the the espresso shot. And the GIs would be like, this is terrible. Get rid of it. So being savvy business people, they were like, okay, we have to sell this coffee to these people. How can we get them to drink it? Because all they drink is drip coffee, black coffee. So what they did was they did an espresso shot, but they ran they ran the water through it longer. So they did what's called a long pole, and that creates an Americana. So it was basically a watered down espresso, which became a a known thing. And now you can go to any coffee shop and say, "Give me an Americana." And they will give you a watered down espresso shot. So that's what I was making. I was making a watered down espresso shot, which still is very strong. And I was making it stronger than Starbucks would because I put in more grounds. But anyways, so the first day that I make this cup, I literally struggled to drink it. It was a challenge. And oh my gosh, 
kind of like motor oil, okay? Thick and sludgy and yeah. Um, but then as you drink it, you know, day in and day out, you start to acquire a taste for it. And not only do you acquire a taste, but you start to notice that each coffee uh, bean is different. And yeah, 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 I, I know, I know. There's always been different coffee beans. But if you put the same flavored coffee mate into your coffee, you will never notice the difference between an Italian roast and a French roast and an espresso roast. You just won't know the difference, let alone the hundreds of other roasts out there and the, all the different flavors and notes. And, and, and I start to look at it as, as like, uh, like black wine, because when you drink black coffee, it has the, the initial hit, it has the middle um, as you're, you know, drinking it, and then it has the after. So it has this like layered flavor to it that if you don't drink it the way it's intended, you will never know. You'll just be like, oh, I'm getting this flavored coffee. And flavored coffee was designed for people who didn't like the taste of coffee. Because like I said, black coffee is very hard to drink, especially if you're drinking Americana. That's like the elite um, black coffee. Well, really the elite is a pure espresso shot, which a lot of the world does drink. They That's literally, you'll see them at coffee stands taking shots of espresso because they drink it for energy and they don't have time to sit and sip. They're just like, give me my triple shot. Boom. See you later. Um, yeah. So I started drinking this and then I, then I realized I'm probably doing it the hard way. So I started looking into, um, coffee grounds that were more designed for drip coffee or pure black coffee. And that's when I, I found Folgers, which is like, duh. Um, so I started buying Folgers and, and that led me to the Keurig because I was like, I can't put the Folgers into the Keurig. It won't work. So, um, so I went to, I don't remember, maybe Macy's or something for some weird reason. Um, I've only been there like three times in my life to buy something. So I go to Macy's, I find the Keurig, really good deal. Maybe it wasn't Macy's, maybe it was Best Buy. I think it was Best Buy. Anyways, get the Keurig, bring it home, and it is perfect. I pour the, um, I bought a solo fill so I didn't have to use K-Cups. Save the planet, yo. So, um, so I put the Folgers into the solo fill, which you can buy on Amazon. It's a like 15 bucks or something. Put the Folgers into the solo fill, make the cup of coffee, and boom, I was sold. I was like, this is heavenly, truly heavenly. Um, and so I drank Folgers and Maxwell House uh, uh, drip coffee grounds for years. And then I started noticing that I, I swear that the coffee changed. So over the years, it, it seemed like 
the coffee changed or I changed. I don't know. One of the two. Um, and I started noticing that I was getting a little bit of uh, what I've no- I've heard of is, is acid in your stomach or an acidic um, rumble or whatever. And so I start questioning the Maxwell House and the Folgers. I start questioning, is this the right coffee to to buy? And that led me to buy, um, what did I buy? I went on Amazon. I bought the Whole Foods uh, ground coffee. Uh, so whatever they had, I bought all the varieties. And that helped. That really did help. I noticed a difference. The stomach acid was less. Um, I think it's organic, and that may have helped. I'm not sure. Um, But then I moved, and I left the Keurig uh, behind uh, for my dad to use, and I didn't have a Keurig at my my new house. So, but what we did have was we had these. um, Let's see. We had these single serve coffee brew buddy. And if you don't know what these things are, they are really, really cool and super cheap. Um, Basically, it's like a plastic ring. And in the middle of it is a filter. It's the size, uh, the filter is probably the size of a K cup, maybe a little bit bigger. And what you do is you put it into any, any cup, right? any cup, put it in there. And then you put your coffee grounds in there and then you slowly pour boiling hot water into it. And then it fills it up and then it steeps kind of like tea. Um, and I used this, uh, two years ago on my RV trip, uh, to the grand Canyon. And this was a huge hit. We had two of them and it was amazing. Six nineteen a piece. Um, so we bought two of those and then we bought a pour over uh, coffee or kettle. Uh, so it had a pour over spout, which is very important. You don't want a regular kettle because two reasons. One, the amount of water that can come out is too much at once. And two, you can't fine tune where the water goes. So with a pour over, you get this precise stream that you can slowly move around um, to get the the exact pour over that you want. So when we came back from the RV trip, we did end up buying a coffee maker. Um, We bought a Keurig uh, single serve, single use um, coffee maker where you literally add the exact amount of water for the cup you want. So if you have an eight ounce cup, you add eight ounces and then the tank's empty, which I think is really cool because then you don't have water sitting around um, in the tank and you don't build up like a, you know, funk at the bottom. So, um, so we bought that. I bought a solo fill, started making coffee that way, but I still really like the way the pour over um, made coffee. I liked it and I felt like it gave me a pure cup of coffee. So I went on to Amazon and I found a pour over, um, glass, uh, coffee maker. And basically all it is, is like a, it looks like a vase or something. Um, 
and it has a filter at the top. And you put your coffee grounds in the top, and then you use your pour-over uh, kettle, and you slowly pour the hot coffee over the grounds, and it drips down into the bottom of the glass uh, uh, con container or whatever. And I kid you not, this this produces the purest cup of coffee. And I don't even have a good pour over coffee maker. I have a very cheap one. You can actually get this one on Amazon for $14.99. It's a 34 ounce. There's a 51 ounce. Um, and then there's a 17 ounce. I didn't even know there was a difference in size. That's really cool. But yeah, there's so many different pour over coffee makers. And I would, I would suggest if you buy one, you want to make sure you get one that has a nice, um, heat resistant, um, grip in the middle. You'll see when you look it up. Um, if you get one like I got, it's not the best. Uh, if you touch the glass, you're going to get a little, you're not burned, not burned, but you're going to get a little hot. So, so I bought this and I had, so I have the, the Keurig, I have an espresso maker, which makes those single tiny little espresso shots. Um, and then I have the pour over maker. And then of course I have a French press and then I have a drip cup, uh, drip coffee, um, which my fiance was using the Keurig regularly and she was getting annoyed because she um, sometimes wanted two cups of coffee in the morning, but didn't have the time to wait for the coffee machine to make a second cup because the the Keurig single serve can be a little slow because it has to boil each individual um, cup that you're making. So it's not preheated or anything like that. So it's not like a regular one. So... I said, fine, let's, let's start brewing a cup of coffee in the morning, uh, in the, you know, big pot of coffee, I should say big pot. And so we, we, we get the drip coffee maker and we plug it into our smart outlet and we set a timer so it can turn on, you know, every morning. And I bought a big thing of Folgers. Um, and I, you know, put the Folgers in the reusable filter, uh, put that in the top of the drip cup, filled it full of water. And every morning we would wake up to Folgers smelling up the whole house. Lovely. Um, and I, I started drinking, you know, probably too much of it because my fiance would only drink, you know, uh, 16 ounces, uh, in a to-go cup or, or maybe, you know, um, you know, eight ounces and then 16 ounces. And then I would drink the rest. And, you know, I was loving it. I was loving the fact that I didn't have to wake up and make coffee. It was just ready because the smart outlet turned on, but you had to load it up the night before, which wasn't really a problem. Every once in a while, I'd, you know, forget or something and then have to quickly wake up and load it up. But that was not a problem. Um, the problem came when my stomach acid came back and that's when I remembered I had talked to a Starbucks, uh, barista. I picked up a guy, uh, for Lyft and 
he was telling me, you know, about the Americana and he was telling me about, you know, um, uh, the, the best way to make black coffee. And he was telling me how Folgers and other um, drip coffee brands, um, they they put like additives into the coffee grounds to keep them fresh. So they they have a long shelf life. And I was like, wait, coffee can go bad? And he's like, yeah, like real coffee goes bad pretty quickly. Um, you're not supposed to have ground coffee that lasts months and months and months and months and months. You're supposed to grind it, brew it, and throw it away. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. So when the stomach acid came back, I remembered the purity of the... the um, the pour over and I began to hunt down better coffee grounds like I did in the past. So I'm like revisiting old knowledge and doing it all over again. So I find, you know, uh, some coffee grounds that work for me. And then I found some that didn't work. And then I thought I found some good coffee. I think it's called kicking horse maybe coffee brand i bought that and then that was really bad it was it was so strong just just terrible so then i remembered that uh, if you grind your own coffee you can get the purest and the freshest taste so i go on to amazon i type in um whole bean coffee and i'm like i'm going to buy it in bulk kind of like I'm going to buy a lot of it. So I find Amazon bestseller and it's called really good coffee company. So, um, so it's, uh, they have a two pound bag. Um, I bought the donut shop kind, which is a medium, uh, medium roast extra bold, um, two pounds, $24.99 plus tax. So um, I bought this and then um, got it and started making um, my coffee uh, pour over and I was just blown away. Then I looked on the back of it and they have instructions uh, for drip coffee, French press and pour over. And, I, you know, when you buy whole bean coffee, you also have to buy a grinder, which luckily I had bought last year. So I had a burr grinder. I've, I've heard that's the best kind of grinder for coffee beans. So I bought a burr grinder and it has settings on it. So it has fine, medium, and coarse. And so if you look on the back of the bag, it'll tell you what setting you should set it to for French press and uh, pour over. Um, which I was confused about. I always thought it was the same, but for the French press, you want it more coarse. And then for the pour over, you want it more medium. So now I'm getting a super pre precise grind, fresh beans, and I, I couldn't be happier. The amount of flavor and freshness I'm getting from my coffee not to mention the amount of energy. Okay, so I know this is I know the energy is true because 
I just bought an 80 pack of K cups uh, from Prime Now, and it was like 20 bucks. I was like, okay, I'm buying this because my fiance, she loves to just make any kind of coffee and add her favorite coffee mate to it. And I'm like, more power to you, lady. So she doesn't care what it tastes like. She's just going to add coffee mate to it and be done with it. So I always buy K-cups for her because we have since removed the drip coffee maker because it was taking up too much room and it was kind of slightly broken slash my stomach was not happy with it. So it is in the garage. Um, so now we're back to the K-cup and the, the pour over and the French press. She won't make a French press or a pour over because she doesn't really know how to do it and she will not take the time. So she just uses the single serve uh, Keurig. And, you know, when you get 80 K cups, you're like, you feel a little bit like a king. You're like, I'm going to make four of these at once. So I started making K cup after K cup. I would have, you know, two in the morning and then I'd have like one in the afternoon. And it wasn't until like, a week later after doing this, I realized that my energy level from the coffee is just not there. The caffeine level is, is minimum. Okay. Like barely anything. So when I do a pour over and I put in the amount that is described on the back of the bag, I get a really good coffee, um, results. I get a good energy, clarity, everything just works. So, um, and of course my tum tum is happy as can be. So if you're someone out there who has problem with drinking black coffee and you're trying to stick with a black coffee regiment, hundred percent recommend whole bean, organic, um, coffee, use your own grinder, grind it up precisely for whatever you're making it with. Um, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to love, you're going to love life. Love it. Um, and this, this, I'm going to end this with where I'm going to go in the future, which is where my dad was a few years ago. He would actually buy um, the green coffee. So he would buy green coffee beans, which is, uh, uh, non-roasted coffee beans. And what, what he would do and what I did, um, several times is you buy a popcorn maker, really cheap popcorn maker, 20 bucks off Amazon. You buy a popcorn maker and you literally put the green coffee beans into the popcorn maker and you begin to roast the coffee yourself. You can roast it as dark as you want or as mild as you want. And you really get to learn how the taste becomes the way it becomes. So it's a really fascinating way. The only caveat is it creates a lot of smoke. And what we learned was the smoke actually has caffeine in it in a way or some form of of boost of energy because we the first i'd say four or five roast 
um, were done in the house. And so the house got a little smoky and um, I noticed I was getting buzzed from this. So we, you know, moved it to the garage and opened the window and created a, uh, put some fans and whatnot. Um, so you got to have good ventilation, but that's where I'm going. That's my next step. I'm going to set up my garage so I can roast, um, coffee. I, I, you save money and you get the pure, it's literally like taking honey from a beehive. It's that fresh, that fresh. So that's where I'm going. Um, I don't have the time right now to do it. It, it is a time, uh, it, it takes about an hour I'd say, but you know, you got to do your prep to set up your space. Um, obviously if it's warm outside, then you could just do it in your backyard. That wouldn't be a problem. But until then, um, I'm just going to be buying the whole bean and loving life. All right. That is the end of my coffee episode. Once again, I thank you so much for lending me your ears and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. This is an ad for Meaning of Lucas. Meaning of Lucas is a podcast that you are obviously listening to. And I, Lucas, would thank you so much if you supported me in any way. Um, You can go to Patreon and support me. Uh, There's a link on my page. Um, Or you could also go to Anchor and support me there. Um, Any amount would help, um, whether it's a monthly or yearly or just a single donation That would be absolutely amazing. Um, I'm just trying to increase my my quality and, and make my episodes better so that you guys get better. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be amazing if you guys, you know, supported me in any way. So that's it. That's my ad. Um, I thank you so much once again, like always, for, for listening, lending me your ears and... I love you guys.